0: Welcome to another episode of the Streaking Lawn podcast. We've got a special soccer episode. So uh, it's just me as, as far as the uh, normal host, but I'm joined by a, a returning friend of the podcast and uh, former uh, Wahoo, Patty Foss is back. How's it going, Patty?
1: It's going all right. Going all right. Can't complain here in Charlottesville and uh, happy to be yeah. back. So thanks for having me
0: yeah thanks so much for joining me we uh we got plenty to talk about as the uh, soccer squads for the who's get going i know they've been playing um some exhibition um matches uh this week with a lot i think a lot to be excited about for both programs right i th- might as well start uh how about with the women's program uh since uh, their coach is coming back off a world championship and uh coming back to the collegiate ranks so uh uh what you know, looking at at the team, their preseason uh, top ten, right, and and got some uh, hype for a few players uh, returning. Uh, All Americans uh, let's see we got Phoebe McClernan uh, who's a returning all-American and a couple other uh, players on the Herman Trophy watch list uh, Laurel Ivory and goal and Alexis Sponstra. I hope I'm not messing that up. I mean this is a, a powerhouse program not just for the ACC but nationally. Um, Patty what, you know what are your thoughts uh, of, about the women's team?
1: yeah i think it's uh i think it's a pretty exciting uh exciting group uh for for coach swanson you know, obviously coming off coming off the world cup uh you can't you can't really get uh better than that um but but the team he is coming back to this fall uh i think is poised to do big things and it's it's kind of funny that you you mentioned their preseason top ten i, I would i would argue that at number nine they're uh they're they're too far down that list uh-huh. Uh, because I, I don't think I've seen a team, for Coach Swanson at least, that, that has had this much depth and, and this many returning pieces, um, not since at least 2014, you know, when he had McKenzie Doniak and Morgan Bryan, Danny Colaprico, and, and, and that crew. And, and they, of course, made the national championship game. So so certainly an exciting prospect, uh, especially with some of the players he has coming back.
0: Nice. And they, uh, last year, I mean, they were, they were doing – you know, their normal top level uh, of competition lost in uh, the third round of the NCAA uh, tournament, uh, having to play Baylor uh, in Waco. Uh, It's fair to say this is a a team with experience because they were pretty young last year, right? So maybe looking to to do even better, as you said, maybe even under-ranked at at number nine.
1: Yeah, you know, they they certainly um, certainly had a good year last year, and 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 playing Baylor away in Waco um, was a tough game, I think, for multiple reasons. You know, they, the, Baylor being the higher seed got to, got to host that game, and, and that became a huge, huge advantage, not only because Waco is, is very hard to get to, um, but because uh, all, the UVA women had to play Texas Tech that Friday night, uh-huh. a game that went to double overtime and, and the shootout. Um, and then turn around two days later and play B- Baylor on their home field, which, um, is almost, uh, uh it's almost unplayable with, with yeah. the surface and how that was. And, oh, really? and the size uh, of their field, uh, was, was a little bit silly. Um, and a game that, that I thought they should have won really, because, yeah. uh, they, they certainly had the better of the play and, and credit to Baylor. They knew who they were and then they countered well, but, uh, that's an invaluable experience for a young group and especially with how many women they have returning that, that could prove uh, invaluable, you know, come late, late November,
0: early December. Good stuff. And they've uh, they've played Illinois in their first exhibition, and uh, that was out uh, in Michigan, uh, and won that game 2-0. And then they actually had an exhibition game against the Richmond United U14 boys team, uh, and they beat them 3-0. So, I mean, in these exhibition games, you um, you see it in different sports, like how much that really matters. And it it seems to be, it's a time to like tinker with your lineup, try some things out. You know, you're not necessarily like, the goal isn't really to win. The goal is to, to prepare, uh, for the regular season. Uh, is, is that sound fair for soccer teams approach uh, exhibition games?
1: Yeah, I I think each team and each coach is going to approach them kind of differently. Uh, you know on the men's side the UVA men will play three exhibitions Uh and uh, and they'll kind of ramp up their starters you know they'll play a half and then they'll play 60 minutes and and then they'll try to play it like a a real game so for coach Swanson I I think he uh, I think he approached it maybe a little bit differently Uh, and that's uh, due in large part to the fact that his team really will go 20 deep this year
0: nice Um,
1: and so minutes uh, I don't think are as much of a worry as much as trying to look at different formations and different combinations of of individuals and, and figuring out what, what you like best in different situations. And, you know, it's interesting you mentioned kind of the two, the two opponents they played because, you know, Illinois, as as a big 10 team is going to be a little bit more physical uh, a style for the, for the women's game. Uh, But then you, you add in a sort of unknown of playing a U14 boys team in which, you know, naturally they're going to be a little bit, probably faster and, and less organized. Um, and so, so it, it's, it's an interesting strategy, and, and I think he deployed many, many different players and different looks, um, and now he'll take the week and, and sort of uh, figure out what he likes best going into to, to two big games this weekend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's right around the corner that they're starting. Um, we should talk about Alexa uh, Spantra uh, specifically. She's, you know, coming off some some pretty major accolades uh, during her first year here, and uh, has has seen you know that national team U twenty three experience as well. I mean, that that's got to be the person that this team's going to try and uh, rely on at least for the scoring, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it certainly Spanchuk. You know, was was uh, was a huge force to be reckoned with uh, last year, and leading the team in goals, and and sort of having having all the accolades of the All ACC and Freshman All american and all that. And certainly, she's she's been a huge piece of this team. You know, in the attacking phase. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Coach Swanson has just a plethora of attacking talent. I mean, you you look down the list, and he has Rebecca Jarrett, who impressed a lot of teams and can sort of offset teams off the bench with their speed and then he has you know some some veterans and Alyssa gorzak and megan mccool who are are more you know your goal scorers especially mccool can play back to goal um taryn torres running out of the midfield um but but i'll tell you what i i I have been very impressed and 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 will be interested to see um diana ordonez who who is an incoming freshman uh an fc dallas product who is uh who is really legit um and, and i think pairing her up front with Spanstra and whether he deploys two forwards or three forwards, uh, you know, will be yet, yet to be seen. Um, but I, I would expect Ordonez to be uh, hot out of the gate and really
0: take a little bit of pressure off Spanstra um,
1: and force teams to, to, to sort of uh, respect the the tandem there.
0: Nice. And, and maybe there's some people listening who uh, might be new uh, soccer fans in general. I, I know we've seen uh our, our own streaking lawn. Uh, Caroline Darney has, has picked a premiership team to follow. She announced Yeah, the wrong I mean, the wrong the wrong one. I, I you know like that, but yeah. She she wants <laughs> she went for the nice looking kits and now we're now she's a Spurs fan with me. So I'm just happy that the Darns and I root for the same professional team, at least in this one exact and only yeah, <laughs> um but i you know i think the the women's world cup did such a awesome job of of gaining so much uh fandom uh you know in this in this country from people who who, who may not have followed the sport so closely and now are thinking well you know i'm a uva fan maybe i'll be a uva soccer fan what kind of uh squad does the swanson throw out there i mean uh, what, it, can they look for that similar type of play style? Um, from the women's team, as they saw uh, from the national team? Or is there maybe something totally different to, to anticipate um, if, if someone's just getting into following them?
1: Yeah, I, I think you're going to see bits and pieces uh, that are similar, and, and certainly there are just as many differences. Um, you know, the, the collegiate game is, is a grind um, because of how condensed the season is. Uh-huh. Um, whereas, you know, in the international game, you're limited to three, three subs and no re-entry. Um, the collegiate game has virtually, virtually unlimited subs. There's a little bit of a, of, of restriction on the re-entry, especially in the first half. But uh, Coach Swanson's teams, you know, especially in the past decade have had as entertaining a brand of, of soccer as you're going to find anywhere, regardless of gender, nice. uh, regardless of level. Um, this, this, Particular 2019 team, I think, has enough individual flair that you will get uh, you will get a little bit of a show um, right. in in players like we've talked about in Spanstra and Jared and Ordonez and, and Teren Torres, who, who who have the ability to change a game individually. Mm. But Coach Swanson is playing a possession-based style. He likes to build out of the back. He has uh, you know some studs across the back line in, in Phoebe McLernan uh um, Zoe Morris who who um will be interesting to see if she plays in the midfield in, in a defensive and holding role or if she slides into the central defense uh bringing on Talia Stodd who who is another uh, uh fr- incoming freshman who has a lot of potential uh-huh. has played in those uh, under under 17 World Cup you know and and is able to change a game and I think will be at the collegiate level right off the bat um so I think for your casual fan um who may have been uh, sort of turned on to the game by the, the success of our women's team and, and the excitement of the world cup um, to have a, the level of, of, play that, that Virginia has uh, especially in the women's game uh-huh. in your backyard in Charlottesville uh, it's pretty exciting uh, because they are really fun to watch um, and, uh, and some pretty good soccer.
0: Absolutely. I'd, I don't know if we have, maybe the, uh, the the social media presence uh, that Emily sonnet brought to the women's team Wahoo alum of course those listening know. Uh, but you know certainly this is one of the best uh, collegiate teams uh, anywhere so so we should take advantage of it um, the season does, Uh, start this weekend against UC Irvine I was looking at uh, their ACC slate Uh, Patty who who else in the ACC is are are they going to be you know really fighting with uh, for for the championship uh, for for the conference Uh, they don't even play Carolina in the regular season which is incredible but
1: yeah I mean uh, you you certainly I think it's it's it's, you're not going to be surprised Uh, I, I would expect sort of the blue blood to be the blue blood this year and and of course you're, you're reigning national champions in Florida state uh-huh. uh, and, and the runner up in Carolina. Those are, are, are going to be your one, two punch. Uh, North Carolina is returning, you know, the, the AC player of the year and Alicia uh, Russo who is coming off the broken leg and, and will be a little bit of an unknown. Uh-huh. Um, but they have, they, uh, they have a, a lot of talent at, you know, in the midfield and Brianna Pinto and across the back and, especially in Emily Fox, who, who had a win, full women's national team call up before, uh, before the world cup. Um, so Carolina, you know, I would certainly expect to be a contender and Florida state. And uh, certainly not as deep as they were last year in, in their national title run, but I mean, will be very solid and probably have the best midfield in the conference, uh, in, in the duo of, of, of Zao and, uh, Jalen Howell, um, who, who can certainly control a game. Um, I would say though that I, I uh, you know, I, I saw the coaches poll uh, like many of us, and uh-huh. um, I think it bodes well for for Virginia. You know, not not even receiving a, a first place vote, but what was really shocking to me was um, not even having one player uh, voted preseason All Conference, uh-huh. um, which was pretty amazing to me. I, I was looking yeah. at this, and uh, you know. Uh, especially Phoebe McClernan, who um, you know, first team All ACC right. last year, uh, you know, doesn't get named, and and Malia Berkeley, third team, is on there. So, so some of those snubs could, could be some fuel for the fire. Yeah. Um, but I think if you look down the conference, uh, there are probably three teams who can who can win it, uh, and those three teams can also win the national championship.
0: Um, and so it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Good stuff. And uh, finally, about Coach Swanson, I, I'm sure you're clued into things that haven't been announced, announced yet. I know it's it's been thrown around that he might be the successor. Uh, is there any reason for who fans to be worried? Is is he going to to you know take the Bruce Arenas route and, and leave us for the national team?
1: Yeah, I, I certainly don't have any inside information <laughs> that that's even on the table. All right. Um, I would say that if uh, if that happens, then uh, that would be unbelievable for for Coach Swanson, and I think many uh, Virginia fans would be ecstatic for him. Uh, for sure. He certainly is one of the best minds in the game and and has had an unbelievable career, regardless. But I'm sure you like him in
0: Charlottesville. So. Yeah, and you've got some coaching experience now, so and you're here, so maybe <laughs> it it just opens a door you slide over to, uh, to grounds, but, uh, let's talk yeah, about yeah. the, uh, the men's team. Um, uh, another, you know, perennial championship contending sport for the Virginia, uh, athletics, um, Joe Bell coming back obviously is, is probably, uh, the biggest story right of of the off season, at least for for the who's uh, to get him to turn down a an international professional contract so i know they've played a couple exhibitions they, they this morning uh, in a weird morning game i came back to be yeah. Villanova. the men are looking pretty good and and have plenty of momentum uh, like the women do uh, to build off a, a decent uh, result last year right yeah I, I
1: and i think you're right about joe bell um, I think that, that the story of player retention in college soccer, uh, especially on the men's side, uh, you know, the game's changed a ton in the last five years. And to get Joe back for, for, for another year is huge. You know, of course, he's coming off his time captaining the New Zealand under 20 national team in the, in the World Cup, uh, World Cup in which the team did, did extremely well. And he, he did really well. Um, one of the best players on the field in each of the games he played in, and they lost to a very good Columbia team in penalties. So that was a huge boost uh, to, to get Joe back.
0: Nice.
1: And I would say almost as big a deal as that um, was the uh, early departure of Abubakar Tata in the back line who, who signed a homegrown contract uh, with the Columbus crew right after the season. So coaching staff had a, a little bit of time to sort of to plan the backfill Gotcha. Uh, if you will, for, for Cada. Uh-huh. Um, and whereas, you know, Joe was contemplating that pro contract uh, up until, you know, only a couple of weeks ago. Nice. Um, so his leadership will be huge. And, and, and he's as good a midfielder as you're going to find in the, in especially in the ACC.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, ACC has got some of the best teams around uh, for sure. Would you say it's fair to say that uh, we're looking at the ACC to be the the best conference nationally with wake and, and unc and uva yeah i i think top to bottom
1: the acc has been the best soccer conference for for decades right uh, and that'll be no different this year you know it's, it's been interesting to watch uh, you know for a long time it, it was the acc in the Pac 12 and the, and mm. the direction of, of ucla especially in the past five years has been uh, a, a steep downhill uh whereas stanford you know has has certainly picked it up in their three national titles uh in the last four years so i i think the acc is the deepest conference and and you're seeing day in and day out that that there are no easy games um and so you know that 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 is going to continue to attract the top talent uh because kids want to play where uh where they're going to be challenged Uh um but certainly that the the acc looks to
0: be poised to be a, a um a big big conference again this year it seems like notre dame has sort of slid in to be this big rival um as, yeah. as far as the acc rivals go and uh it, it, you know that's who knocked the who's out um last year in overtime in the, in the ncaa tournament uh is is that something that you feel in the program like they you know beating notre dame has a little extra oomph compared to some of the other squads
1: yeah, I I'm not sure that uh, you know a, a healthy rivalry uh, is probably fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a tremendous amount of respect between the two programs and um, Notre Dame head coach Bobby Clark, who, who retired bef- uh, you know before last season, uh, was a legend of the game, and and one of the if not the most stand up guy that I I've interacted with in collegiate sports. So. You know, there were some really tough battles between the two programs early in Notre Dame's time in the ACC. Uh, you know, 2013, there's an ACC semi that, that went to the penalty kicks. Uh, in 2014, uh, you know, Virginia uh, knocked off Notre Dame on their national championship run. Uh, and then, of course, Notre Dame knocking Virginia off last year. So it, it has certainly gone back and forth. The travel between South Bend and Charlottesville is, is a really tough one. <laughs> um, and so – that plays a, a part in, in, in the games. Um, but I, I think it, it's a, certainly a healthy respect and, and a good rivalry. Um, and one of those rivalries that you wouldn't necessarily say
0: there's bad blood, um, but, but some good games. For sure. And looking at some of the other contributors, I think it's probably fair to say last year's team was uh, young, you know, uh, because they were returning their top scorers you know, all the top four scores are Crofts, as a DK happy and bell. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's huge, right? You know. Yeah, it certainly is, is, is good to have, you know, that
1: kind of, of veteran leadership coming back. Mm-hmm. I, I think this year's team is going to run into the same question that they've had to answer, you know, probably for the last five years. And that's who is going to score. Yeah. Um, and how, how much are they going to score? How many goals are they going to <laughs> score? Because, uh, you know, if you look around, uh, sort of the production, uh, there's some answers to be, you know, questions to be answered. You know, uh, uh, I think across the back line, this is another very solid team, uh, returning, uh, a Fama Funa, uh-huh. uh, Henry Kessler, who, who is, uh, uh, an extremely physical, good tackler, good in the air and a pretty good all around center back. Um, they are – you know, they, they have brought in a, a, a good partner for Kessler in, in Andres Ulan, who has some Norwegian youth and team experience and also is kind of that big frame. Um, but I think the question across the back line is, uh, you know, in their first couple exhibitions, it looks like Coach Galovac has gone back to a four-back system, you know, whereas he's been playing three in, in the past few years, um, which – is interesting in and of itself. Uh, but then there's going to be a question of who does play right back um, because he, he's, you know, in the first game he, he deployed uh, Verley, who's, who's a, a kid with Jamaican under, under, uh, under 20 national team experience. Oh. Uh, this morning he he had deployed Brett Halsey, who is, is you know, a central midfielder by trade like oh. Verley. So that, that's certainly a question mark. Um, uh, and then up front, you know, Daryl DK is, you know, he has the body of a middle linebacker, and, yeah. and there is nobody who can physically contain him if he's on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a big question because, you know, he picked up some knocks last year. He, you know, he scored some goals. He had some really bright moments, uh, but the consistency wasn't there. And, and, you know, in all transparency, and to be fair, I, I think in the first two games, he, he hasn't shown that he's ready to be that guy. Now right. huh. he's coming off a, a good summer in which he went to Germany and he impressed there, and so yeah, it's possible he had two bad games, but I, I didn't I would not say that he looks poised to, All to right. start hot out of the gates. Uh, Cross is exciting on the wing. Yeah. Um, you know he's he's quick. Um, he he can he can beat a player, and, and he has a couple of goals here in the preseason. Uh, another incoming freshman in, in Gunnarsson, highly touted. Um, you know uh, all all accounts say he's capable of being a producer Uh I would say that didn't didn't quite haven't quite seen it yet Um, Daniel Steedman another guy who who came in last year had some really good games as a freshman really exciting you know and is capable of playing in that number 10 attacking midfielder role another guy who looked a little who who looked a little bit slow sort of in the first podium so I think this is a team that has, has a, a pretty good amount of talent, maybe hasn't figured out how to deploy that yet, or, or, or who knows? You know, maybe it's uh-huh. been a really hard preseason physically and, and they're going to be flying out of the gates, you know, come opening day here in, in 10 days or so. So um, a, a, more unknowns on the men's side than the women's side, but uh-huh. definitely a lot of talent and, and a team that's capable of making a deep run. Um, and if Coach Galnavac, you know, and his staff, have shown anything it's it's that they they can figure out how to go deep with the pieces that that they have and Absolutely. um and so it could, could be an exciting one on the men's side as well
0: good stuff it it really does seem like comical at this point that the question mark is so consistently been just who's going to put the ball in the net you know <laughs> like it just it I, I don't know what it is uh they that keeps them uh hamstrung in that way but well, it, it's it's it, it it is almost
1: comical. I, I think you know when DK came in, there were a lot of people that said, okay, he can be the four, first real, true yeah. number nine goal scorer since probably Will Bates. Yeah. Um, and, and Bates was you know was a guy who who just scored bunches of goals yeah, yeah. and had a knack for being in the right place and finishing. And, and you know there is something to be said for that these are seventeen, eighteen year old kids who come in and are trying to figure out how to, not only how to play at this level, but what that looks like and, and how to take care of yourself. And and certainly Daryl Dike has the, the physical attributes to be one of the best goal scorers in the country. But whether he puts those pieces together, it could be the key to, to Virginia's season this year, really. Good stuff. It
0: seems like more of our sports here are more defensive oriented teams anyway. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe not lacrosse, but, but uh, you know, we, we've had some success for sure. Well, the season starts, um, as you said, on, on the 30th against Pacific, uh, but closely after that game, we've got one of the more exciting uh, and not even ACC matchups any longer, Maryland in DC. I know, you're particularly fond of the Terrapins. <laughs> and, uh, what, what could uh, our D.C. Beltway Hoos fans who, who should be making it to that game, what can they expect?
1: Uh, blood. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I think that the, the Virginia-Maryland soccer rivalry um, is as hotly contested a rivalry as you'll find in college soccer. Um, and it's re- it's really really exciting that they that they they have sort of come together and and Coach Galnovac and and Coach Sorrowsky have figured out a way to to make this an annual event. Yeah. Um, Maryland, of course, coming off their their national title last year, mm-hmm. um, it's an exciting matchup. Um, I think Maryland uh, has lost a, a significant amount of players from that national title team, but in and especially, you know, a, a, this is, is a true rivalry game with, with some bad blood. Uh-huh. Uh, emotions will be high. It's a beautiful stadium. Um, and, and, you know, if, if you're in that sort of DMV Beltway area, it's, it's a game you don't want to miss because it, 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 last year's game, you know, was 0-0 and, and it was entertaining uh-huh. um, because uh, there will be drama. Uh, <laughs> so, that's, so that's exciting
0: no that's awesome i mean as much as we hate uh maryland because of the rivalry it'd be a shame to have it go away and so i'm glad this is at least focus on it for sure um the other acc squads the you know i know we talked a little um the the carolina uh duke wake uh they're all getting Mm -hmm. some votes um preseason wise I mean it's it seems to be yeah. like there's enough top heavy top teams um, that are gonna are gonna compete um, fair to say uh, how are the Hokies looking
1: um, the, the Hokies do still play soccer uh, as, yeah. as far as I'm told um, I, I you know he, 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 you know all jokes aside they, they've done a tremendous job in Blacksburg uh-huh. in, uh, in 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 that program uh, because they've become a, a sort of another another game on the schedule in which you, you can't write them off. You know, they have had a couple of deep runs now in the last five years in the NCAA tournament. Um, and they sort of have figured their brand out. And that brand is, is a very physical, uh, very direct style that, uh, you know, they'll bruise you, um, but they'll get results. And, and they've shown that. So, so certainly a, a, will be a tough game for anybody in the conference, but especially Virginia with, with the rivalry, that, that'll, that'll be a tough test. I, I think, you know, like the women's side, you're going to see the blue bloods are back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course Carolina is preseason top 10 for, for the ninth straight year, uh, which is a little bit uh, ridiculous, I think. <laughs> uh, um, and coach Samuano down there is, has done a great job recruiting. Um they, I think, like Virginia, have had a little bit of a slow start. You know, they dropped a 2-1 decision to, to NC State uh, this week. Um, but one of the best midfielders in the country, in Mauricio Pineda, uh, he's a total stud, um, and they, they'll, you know, they'll hover at the top um, without a question. Wake Forest has been the best team in the conference in, in the last uh-huh. three to five years. Uh, Bobby Muse has done an unbelievable job down there, and and they return uh, Bruno Lapa up top, who uh, is a tricky, you know, forward who has a knack for scoring goals.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and, and and it'd be interesting to see, you know, they 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 also have the the incoming Gatorade National Player of the Year in, in Omar Hernandez. So, sort of reloading down it, you know, in Winston Salem, um, they play, you know, as as attractive a brand of soccer as as anybody. Uh-huh. Um, and then I I, I would say My dark horse for for this season would be Pitt. Um, You know, Jay Mm -hmm. Vitovich, you know, is now a few years into his his tenure there. Um, Each year they've gotten better and better. Um, You know, he has former UVA assistant Mike Bahanik as an associate head coach recruiting. They've done a tremendous job, especially bringing in European players. Um, And they're another team kind of like Tech who – at one point, you know, in the last decade, you could play your second team against them. And that's no longer the case. Mm-hmm. They are a quality opponent. And I think they're poised to kind of have a breakout year. You know, they've given teams trouble probably in the past two years. And I think this could be the year that they start to win a fair amount of games and and become an actual, you know, sort of contender in the conference. Maybe not to win it, but but to finish up there. Good stuff
0: well uh be, be be staying tuned to the the weekend uh li- dear listeners uh because things are getting going i mean uh we, we're all excited for the uh football season for sure but um uh, the the games at clockner are really a unique fun uh place to watch a, a soccer game so uh, and i think this acc digital network or acc network uh is going to be a huge benefit uh for being able to watch some of these at home as well so hopefully I'm correct on that. And hopefully, uh, our, our local cable provider <laughs> decides to, uh, <laughs> to pick up on that. Uh, but that's not uh, a fight we have to say. And so Patty, before I let you go, um, we, we've also got our football preview uh, p- podcast out this week. So uh, have you have you counted off wins yet for the football team? Because uh, some of the bloggers here are thinking double digits.
1: Um. Yeah. I. I. You know. I want to be one of those guys who who sits here and tells you ten and two. Yeah. Um. I would say nine and three are bust. All right. And uh, fingers crossed. A. I think ACC championship game appearance.
0: All right. And I mean that means beating Virginia Tech. Yeah, I was more worried about the, you know, the
1: sort of tough games on the schedule. But if, if, if we're worried about that one, then, tough, then tough yeah, talk, that's man. A, Yeah, I would say uh, Virginia Tech, I, I'll say uh, who's by 14 in that one.
0: All right, all right. So more optimism for sure. Uh, hopefully warranted. <laughs> we'll but, uh, plenty plenty of uh, stuff to be excited about on the football and and the football here in charlottesville so uh patty thanks again for uh joining us man we'll have you back soon and uh, hopefully maybe yeah, talk championship fine. runs uh but uh until then uh for everybody at streaking Lawn, uh thanks for listening and uh go hoops.